One year old. We are one year old. That is a big, big day for us. Yeah, we uh, we were born, we were crawling, we started to say our first words, and now we are full-blown... Well, one year old is still a baby, but for a baby fucking podcast. So I feel like our, our, right. <laughs> like our one-year birthday, uh, it feels like a Christmas birthday, because we just celebrated uh, 50 episodes like a couple weeks ago. Right, and yeah, I'll be... I'll be that kid who has who's like born on fucking like December nineteenth or whatever. We'll take double the presents. Um, but this begins. You actually pointed out this is a one calendar year. September twelfth is when we started brunch, and the way I remember that is uh, we talked about how I had seen Anthony Jeselnik on September eleventh, and. That is not the comic that you want to see on September <laughs> no. 11th because no, that, that guy. That is the comic that you want to see on September uh, yeah, 11th. Yeah, depending on how you look at it, that guy is fucking champing at the bit to tell jokes <laughs> on September 11th. And, like, he's got a lot of September 11th jokes. So uh, that will burn in my brain forever. But, yeah, one fucking calendar year, we were in this same fucking studio uh, talking about how we were going to have a tasteful podcast and really trying to feel our way through it. And. Change of direction. <laughs> Quick change of direction. And now one year later, we're here. And I was saying that we should have a Monday segment called uh, Complaining About the Conditions. where Because I feel like inevitably every Monday episode, we're like, by the way, it's... We're, Four o'clock in the we're, morning. We're in the back of a fucking truck right now at, at like three twenty-five <laughs> in the morning, and we haven't eaten in days. It's like where the uh, where the the scene from War Dogs, where they're like in the the bed of the truck with like yeah. the other dude just smashed in and like crossing the border right. of Death Valley. Yeah, fifty. We have a fifty-fifty chance of living. Yeah. Um, I stopped off to to soften the blow. Uh, whenever we have like some super early episodes, like. Sometimes, if I remember to do it, I'll grab coffee or something. But we're recording this one so early that I, I, I wanted everyone else at Dunkin' Donuts to just fucking cut me. <laughs> because if you're up at fucking 5.30, 5.45 in the morning, you, you're actually doing something. You know, right, like you're like doing hard labor to put food on the table you, for your family. Yeah, like you, 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 you're doing something that fucking matters to people. Like people are counting on you, or you, you've got some fucking job that needs you really early. Maybe you're a fucking morning radio host. Dennison Callahan wasn't on when I was driving over <laughs> here. God. Like I, I was listening. EEI had something that was with Ordway, and he was talking about the Cardinals game, and I was like. I don't know if this is live or if, this, if they're replaying a post-game thing. I, it's like, you know when you're a kid and you don't know? Or I used to think about this. I would ask my parents, like, what happens to, like, TV when you go to bed? Because you watch cartoons all day and everything. Yeah. You're like, is there still fucking like, Fraggle Rock at, like, 5.45 <laughs> in the morning? And they're like, no, just go to bed. You don't want to see any of this shit. Um, which the answer, by the way, is it's Nick at night. It's I Love Lucy. And all that shit, which right. is really good. Yes. Um, Nick at Night has become awesome, by the way. Is it good again? Oh, yeah. Nick what? at Night has a lot of bangers now. What's on it? Friends. Friends on Nick at Night? Yeah. Oh, fuck, I don't know how I feel about that. It's awesome. That makes you feel old. Uh, so, <laughs> so it's like, all right, yeah, when the kids go to bed, you need your fix of some casual homophobia. 
come on over to Nick at Night and Monica and <laughs> Fresh Rachel. Prince too, I think, is on Nick at Night. I do remember that transition happening. I was uh, it was a lot of I Love Lucy for me when I was yeah. a kid. Um, that was it, like a TV TV land for me. Ah, so okay, so that's that was TV land was just as I was kind of transitioning from. I'm I'm not a girl, not yet a woman kind of territory. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's that kind of paints the the picture of the the age difference. But yeah, I was like when I was getting coffee, I was like everyone fucking cut me. I'm doing a podcast that <laughs> I'm so in, unimportant. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but here we are, one fucking year later, and you know uh, what you should have done. You should have cut the line and been like, "It's our, it's our fucking first birthday, assholes. Get out of the way." <laughs> We're so. Have you ever? Uh, I think we've. I've said this before on the podcast. Uh, a great move when you're ordering shots at the bar is to say, uh, we're celebrating after you order the shots. So instead of saying, can we have four shots of Jameson, say, like, four shots of Jameson, we're celebrating. And it just really, it just kind of <laughs> kicks it up to a kind of a, a new level. It's a really exciting thing. So I should have said built that. an excuse, too. should have been like, get the fuck out of my way. I've got a podcast. <laughs> Um, we've got some big, uh, not some big changes, but some some changes that are coming along with. We call yes. it season two. This year is two. yeah. This is season two. Um, great example. Uh, if you read the, um, if you read the Jesse Conley feature on us, which, which I highly recommend, yeah. because a big part of us starting a podcast was us wanting someone to do a feature <laughs> on us. That's actually that's where the bad boys from podcasting came from. Um, there was a dream that, like, the subhead of a feature would say, like, how Pete Blackburn and DJ Bean turned into the bad boys of podcasting or something like that. Exactly like that. Not something like that. And it was, it was, a, nice, it was a nice, like, stepping stone because yeah. uh, Jesse's headline was the boys of brunch. So yes. it's like we didn't, we didn't get the bad boys yet, but we're working towards it. Yeah, so if you read that, uh, I mentioned that one of our strengths is, and we're going to get into, uh, we're going to pay tribute to ourselves coming up, so just <laughs> brace yourselves for that, but uh, one of the points I made is that like we, overall, we kind of can do, like we have, uh, I don't want to say expertise, but like strengths in a lot of areas that help make a good podcast, and one of yours obviously is that you're like a person who knows how to navigate the internet and you have like a good mind for the internet and you said i wouldn't have thought to do this season two we should change our artwork yeah. even though our artwork is great like the way i i saw it was why would you change artwork if it's really good but as soon as you said let's change our artwork i was like that's something that like websites do and shit they <laughs> update their shit even if it looks good so kathy uh, you can probably see by now if it's out if the episode is posted. Our new art is yeah, it'll there. Be, it'll be with it. Uh, outstanding. Yeah, it's very good. I liked the idea of kind of letting the artwork change with the podcast. Yes, uh, because we are in a very different place now than we were a year ago, uh, and so even though I like the the old artwork, it wasn't super reflective of where the podcast is. Yes. Um, and yeah, and I would say that what Kathy came up with, as usual, with very little direction from I, us. She asked me what we wanted, and I said, I don't know. Just you, you listen to the show. 
Right. You take in whatever direction you want. You're more creative than, than we are. And she put out a banger with no instructions. Uh, I showed it to my mother, and she prefers the season two art to the season nice. one art. She th- Maybe that's it, just that it's more reflective. I love the first one. Uh, yeah. My favorite part of the second one, by the way, is... Uh, it says brunch along the top, and then it just says Bean Blackburn underneath brunch. We lost our first names. That's when you know that oh. you've that you fucking made it. That's, when you can just go by a one name. That's great, and we haven't edited this yet. But um, one move that I've wanted to do from just a, a TV watching standpoint is to shorten the intro. It just uh, yeah, we talked like about the, this. the early episodes. You know, they got the long ass one, and this one is just a short one. So maybe we'll we'll do that if I were smarter and knew that a year thi- uh, uh, the year anniversary was coming up. Maybe I would have made like new kind of slightly different uh, intro music, but I fucking didn't. But we've got you new still season haven't explained two- the old intro music uh, th- there's gonna be a video i'm going to I'll, I'll be at a piano and i'll explain the difference between those two songs um but yeah uh we've got a little montage of uh some season one highlights so for new people we've got a lot of reviews that say uh like binge the whole thing yeah like started following these guys on twitter and decided to binge the whole thing it's like you spent fucking like 50 hours listening to podcasts yeah, I don't people, really believe people it. People go ham on podcasts, but no. But I mean, you don't believe it. But there was that person last week who said that they binged and then literally dropped like a reference from every episode in their yes, review. That's right. Yeah. So these people aren't lying. People yeah. love podcasts. Yeah, that was that's that's like when um, you need to prove to like a college professor that you're really not slacking off. So you'll be like, I'm just, I'm sorry that this is so, so late and everything. Uh, and I swear, like I'm dedicated. Blah blah. blah. And like you said in the second lecture or whatever, just to kind of be like, fucking believe me, even though it's usually bullshit. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, quickly look back on some of the great moments from season one. And then once you stop hearing the words or the voice the of uh, one William Martin Joel. DJ Bean, the Pete Blackburn, this is a new exclusive podcast. What up, Pete? Hey. This thanks, is great. Thanks for having. This is already great. This is we're off to an excellent start. Yeah, I guess we're saving our material. So actually, this is probably the worst. This is going to be the worst episode of brunch. Click, does clickbait exist for podcasts? We're about to find out. We're going to call this shit sex time. You know, I walked through the airport the other day, and twenty-five fraternity guys oh, on a on a megaphone loudspeaker yelled at me while I walked with my two small children. They yelled. <laughs> Hey everybody, that guy fucks. <laughs> but like, it's just weird that your dad would go on Twitter and be like, "Nice dick." Well, like, in, do you want to acknowledge the fact that you saw? Like, My dad never compliments dick? me. And Pete, why were you blocked? Yeah, uh, why were you blocked? I, I, I don't. I don't remember. I sent you a Photoshop, okay, um, of your face, okay, and on it was, a... it was on the poster for the forty-year-old virgin. Oh, okay. After two thousand years. I'll take chicken over steak, period. Try- and most importantly, that Subway is the best fast food chain in America. I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> by February, I will be more attractive than Colin Jost. But Col- the reason why I right like Col- Colin Jost is 
He's wicked funny. I'm wicked funny. <laughs> and he has that like sideways smile. So he's like Katie Holmes? <laughs> he's the Cheshire cat? Like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna say, dude, fuck Colin Jost. Like, yeah, he's super easily replaceable. Yeah. 45 seconds ago, I Google image Colin Jost and I looked at a bunch of pictures of him. And if he walked in the room and slapped me in the face right now, I'd be like, who the hell are you? He's that forgettable. <laughs> you would have yeah. said no. You would have been like, fuck off, weatherman. Why are you slapping me in the face? <laughs> like, we're not, like, like, this is a fucking VIP club. You can't show up at the fucking door and be like, look at my smile. Side note, AMC's going to start allowing people to text in the theater. Fuck, fuck that. that. Because I text in the theater, but I like to do it as the <laughs> only person who's texting in the theater. Exactly. Like, I like to I like to ruin other people's time. Right, like, I don't like to when my time's ruined. Right, Exactly. My pup died yesterday morning, uh, like super early, uh, and that was really, really a bummer. So uh, Jeff's here. You guys Jeff. legit look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think Denise has the best line of the entire first season, um, and it's the one where you're in the bar and you said, I provide a service. Uh, I make a woman come more times in 30 minutes than they have in the past six months. Who's I- so Pete's question is, how do you make a woman yeah, come? Yeah, how do you make a woman come? <laughs> I need to know. Well, that's um, a very loaded question. Settle a bit. <laughs> I think it's so weird when people are like, oh, I'm going to name this. Like, like, Oh, like what a beautiful baby. Remember, like, my fucking dead uncle? This, like, beautiful, alive thing reminds me of a fucking dead thing that's been dead for a little while now. Let's name, name it to honor the person. It's so. F- I think it's so I'm fucking gonna, creepy. Gonna, Change of plans. I'm naming my dog Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> if Paul Walker were good, which he wasn't, what would he be doing right now if he were alive? But once Jeremy was sort of unable to figure out a way to stick around for more money, there's no reason to have Dad around if he's not around. So the whole thing kind of fell apart. I think yeah, they could have had the dad kill the kid. <laughs> there you go. I was. I, I was up for that. That's such a classic. Like naive white kid way to get drugs, like just go, just show up to a park. Just, just, oh, like, get, black, oh, there are black people that hang out here. <laughs> like, you, you got have, drugs? Uh, yeah. He's like, do you guys got oxygen? Like, no, dude. I'm not fucking here playing fucking two hand touch football with my son. <laughs> get the hell out of here. Stephen Coletti probably knows who Field Yates is, and you don't need to know who Stephen Coletti is anymore. What does he do? Is he? I mean, I know he's got. He's certainly doing something, right? Like he's still notable. What is about jerks off theater? I don't know. Remember theater? All right, it's 10:28. The concert just ended. I'm pissed drunk. I don't know. Like, what's your situation? I'm pretty wasted, to be honest with you. It's like that. Uh, it's like that Just for Men commercial. Have you seen that one with like Keith no. Hernandez and? Uh, oh yes, <laughs> where they're that sitting. Is such <laughs> congrats on the sex. <laughs> yeah, where like. The dude is in bed with like his wife or something, and they're like, sitting and on they're the on, like, TV. They're on like a booth, right? Yeah. yeah, they're sitting on like the drawer TV, and they're just like Views. staring at him. It's <laughs> such a creepy commercial. That's well, in general, uh, hair. For, for some reason, people associate hair and shaving and guys with like <laughs> <laughs> sex. Olson Raya Four says, uh, "Love the pod." But since you guys always use the phrase congrats on the sex, in the first episode of Curb, Larry David says congratulations on the intercourse to his buddy in the middle of a fight, and it was hilarious. Figured you'd like that little fact. Get your own podcast, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I'm going to uh, I'm gonna marry Harambe, and I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck Cecil, <laughs> just uh, just because he's a lion. So you know that he he uh, he gives it to you good. <laughs> that would be sad. <laughs> Um, and then once again, the, the alligator just gets fucked so hard. We have to worry not only that we're going to be bothered, but if we don't handle the way you bother us properly, you're going to be so pissed at us and write like, women don't like nice guys, they only like assholes. And then we're the bad guy because we wanted to go out into the world and listen to some goddamn podcast without being interviewed by some weirdo on a bus with a slouchy hat off the back of his head and beats by Dre around his neck. Like, I just want to not talk to you. I don't want to have to worry about how to tell you nicely that I don't want to talk to you. It's just so hard. Being a woman is so hard. All right, well, then I guess we have good news for you. Uh, so you're definitely going to play the man then in this <laughs> You not have been talking to a woman yes. with headphones. When do you want to schedule this. the bang? Right. <laughs> insane stuff so congratulations to you for listening to brunch so far i still don't understand why people listen to podcasts i i know why they do because they commute and shit like that but uh i've turned into the guy who talks about his own podcast a lot (laughs) that's a bad person to be it is but uh, I don't know. I, I don't feel bad there, about it. There's nothing more pretentious than the guy who like talks about his own podcast. Exactly. I didn't think I would be that guy, but I kind of do it proudly. Um, yeah, I think that. Uh, I feel like I feel like podcasts are a very pretentious arena. They are. I don't feel like we're. I don't feel like I'm personally pretentious about it. But yeah, I agreed that the podcast uh, the podcast crowd is a pretentious one. The self-admittedly great podcast crowd is a... That's an, an upper echelon of douchebaggery. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's weird. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I, I, I'm still... I don't think I'm a podcast guy, but I... Have a podcast. I, I have a podcast and talk about it a lot. <laughs> like, I... I really yeah. conflicting messages there. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, that was how, a nice little, I feel like I nice paid a tribute. Lo- I feel like I paid. Tri- we agreed we were going to pay tribute, and I feel like I just genuinely, uh, running on fumes, tired wise, just kind of bore my soul, and you kind of just like took it. Kinda. What What do you What do you got? Uh, Compliment me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. It's just I think that that. The, the the chemistry and the banter is what makes this podcast. It doesn't need to be about anything. And that uh that's that's something that you can't manufacture. So yeah. I think that's uh that's important. And it, it shows when we when we show up to tapings without anything to talk about and still manage to uh to put out a, a decent listenable podcast. I don't know if we've said it uh during taping, but we've said it a thousand times um outside of taping. Uh, birthday etiquette was the best and worst thing that happened to this podcast because birthday etiquette was the first time that we truly had fucking nothing we were like let's like i don't i don't even know who led off the conversation i don't know how we got there but um like we just talked about your birthday that i wasn't even fucking there for and it ended up being I I thought one of our better episodes. Do you think it would be easier or harder to put out episodes if we had like a more clear 
concrete direction? Um, let me think. Uh, probably easier because when on weeks that we've been like, ah, we don't have much, but we're we've got this on-demand movie review or whatever. It's you could just give us a five-minute topic, and we'll get at least forty-five minutes out of You're it. Right? <laughs> like we'll, we'll we'll talk about it for way too long. Like I don't know how long we talked about we are your friends and a very our, long time. Our our reaction to it from both of us was bad movie, nothing going on in it, and that turned into like a fucking forty-five minute conversation. So, um, yeah, that was, I don't know how long this conversation about, uh, gloating turned out to be, but, uh, probably way longer than it should have. Yeah. But, uh, (laughs) as we say in the montage there, congratulations to everybody who is, uh, who has listened thus far because it's some good shit. Um, should we do a merch update for season two? Yeah. We actually kind of have, we legitimately kind of have a, (laughs) Merch we're update. almost there. Yeah, we're we're on our way to having an update. Um, basically, one way or another, the ball will be rolling on merch within like a week or two. So um, essentially, we have our safety school for manufacturing and selling our merch, but we're there waiting to see be, if we yeah, get yeah. into Harvard, pretty right. much. Um, and you should definitely buy our merch when it actually comes out. Not just for us, but for Kathy as well, because we're giving uh, portions of the sales to Kathy, yes. who will most likely be behind, like the genius behind the merch. Yes, she's uh, as we, I'm sure we've said every time we've had a non merch update. Uh, Kathy has stuff ready to be made, and, and it's so good. That's another way I'm going to compliment us, uh, although this is insulting us because it's showing our incompetence. Um, this has been a two-man operation, so um, we obviously edit and um, we edit and post and do all the audio shit with this podcast, which a lot of times isn't that hard because a lot of weeks we, there's no edits and just put it up. And if there was a, an awkward silence at some point, then whatever, Fucking it was funny. It. The I mean, there's been like two or three times where um, the baby fucking jokes. Have been a little too a little racy, a li- yeah, a little too uh, genuine. <laughs> so <laughs> we've had to cut like a couple jokes out that we're like, hey. "Oh man, you missed some, you missed some good stuff on the Justin Bieber episode from the Justin Bieber concert." Ugh, yeah, <laughs> the lost tapes should should burn. When uh, when we were so we both put together that montage. Basically, we looked at uh, the the. Because I think it's a, a pretty much a fifty-fifty split. Uh, recently, I've been dumping more shit off on on you, but um, on fit, on actually producing and posting the things. So we just went through our computers to see which episodes we had and tried to find funny bits. And uh, it was pretty much done. And I realized that there was that we hadn't put in uh, the Justin Bieber thing of us coming out of the concert. And that that's like a top 
two, three fucking highlight for me. Do you still have the uh, the audio recording on your phone? I just recently deleted oh, all of my nice. audio recordings. Nice. And I'm, yeah. It's I, like if you died in a car crash yeah. or something and they went through your phone and they Uh-oh. found that audio recording, yeah. I would have to move to like a third world country. Right. Like if they. I said some unforgivable things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you would have had to. Yeah. Like. You would have had to um, like tamper with a crime scene or something. Right. If I got, it would have been it would have been like uh, after your death, it would have been like George Costanza trying to sneak into the apartment to delete the voicemail. Exactly, exactly, same exact thing. So, uh, but yeah, uh, it, so the, the greater point I was making is that uh, we've kept this uh, two man operation. We actually thought about uh, for a little bit hiring an intern. Just to say, figure merch shit out because we don't want to fucking think about it anymore. But now we've kind of uh, gotten the ball rolling on that. But because it's a two-man operation, uh, all it takes is two people deciding to not do something <laughs> for something to not happen. Um, and that's <laughs> like guests. That's merch. More specifically, it's merch. I think that we've been pretty on the ball about like if we want to execute something audio wise we make it happen right um season two is going to have some good guests we've already got some things lined up in the near future for guests but this will be the miles teller season i think real, oh, real quick i was just going to say what's one thing before we move on to the other topics that we have today but real quick what's one, the one thing that you want for season two um for people to know that they're coming on brunch that they're like Do you know that what they're, that means? they're like coming like having a come on brunch i knew i want them to know in their I want, soul i want them to know when they're having a come. i want them to get that feeling of i'm a it's a, i'm about to dump this i'm about to exert some sloppy nutrients <laughs> yes exactly no i i want uh i'd like for the podcast to be um i don't want to say well known but i want when we book somebody for brunch for them to get it without us having to explain it to them because sometimes you have to do that and that's why we've been rejected sometimes because we'll say like for example um i saw hell or high water good movie um we'll talk about it a little bit today if we were to get chris pine uh i would want their pub- the publicist to be able to do a quick little google of brunch or whatever and be like okay Heads up, Chris, when you go on with these guys, they're going to ask you about the way you look a lot, you know? <laughs> Instead of us having to say in the email, which we do, we're pretty upfront, like, look, this is what we're going to talk We're kind of some weird guys. Yeah. We're, uh, we don't really care much about the movie. You know what but I did find Chris's inter- eyes. You know what I hand. did find interesting that I hadn't realized going back and pulling the clips for the, the montage thing? Uh, when we did the interview with Christy Amantopoulos, uh, one of the first things that he said was, like, I took a quick gander at like what you guys do i listened to some of your stuff that's right yeah. and uh i'm into it and so let's do this yes and that was like he was our th- he was our third episode yes so we had uh like a very bad uh, like and uh, one of them was about tv and us not knowing about tv right. and we got a tv actor <laughs> yes. on and he was like hey checked out your it seems, seems like you guys are pretty sharp <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like, wow, this dude did some research and still decided to come on the podcast like when we were not good. Yeah. So. Um, but I, I, I think I phrased it poorly. Um, but basically, that's like the, the gist. I, I want if we get a guest for them to, uh, I, 
I hate to, I don't hate to do it because I really like this podcast. I hate to uh, keep referencing, uh, pardon my take, because I think that's like the, the gold standard for podcasts. Uh, we, we share uh, the desire to kind of shame men and bros and stuff. When they get guests, they that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like when oh, right, they get because, guests, right. they know what the fuck is going to happen. And, yeah, right. And when that happens, you get a different different version of the person that other people usually see. Right. Because when part of my when part of my take gets guests, they they can be like open and they know that they can that they're going to joke around with them and that like you're not going on that on that podcast to just be like an average like average interview or right and so. i think we're, we're willing to put in the work we're willing to take the time mm-hmm. for us to get there but when when miles teller comes on i don't know if it will be through email through twitter dms or whatever we're gonna miles is gonna be up to speed by the time he comes on uh if kevin spacey ever comes on either through uh, uh dw moffitt or anybody else He's gonna know, like, all right. So these are the the fucking kids who have kids. I'm like ninety. Um, <laughs> these are the fucking guys who've been hounding you forever, and they want to ask you some weird stuff about why you did that cat movie or something like that. So uh, that's really my only goal of the the podcast. I think my biggest one, and I think this is a realistic one for for season <laughs> two, uh, is I would like to do to move into some uh, on scene operations. Yes, uh, I agree heavily. We've we've tried to get the ball rolling on one kind of ambitious uh, show that we would like to do, and I think it's doable. We'll see if that happens. But even fuck yeah, like even if it's just going to to Roxy's or something, and yeah, being like, hey, let us take up a small area of your thing. I, I suggested uh, yesterday. Um, what if we rented out a space and threw a brunch Halloween party? Because I, my favorite thing in the world is to throw a Halloween party. I love Halloween parties. I love turning them out. Uh, but I talked myself out of it as I was texting you. <laughs> you got like three text messages in a 10-second span. It's like, we should do a Halloween party. Uh, I'm already regretting that. There's a lot of that. risk. No, Let's I'm already out. It. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, I do want to do. I do want to uh, do a second annual brunch video podcast for Halloween. Um, yes, and th- this year it might be good. Yeah, because <laughs> last year it was we, not we, good. We got the bad ideas. Oh, I mean, fuck. We we learned some stuff early on, which was that the Halloween episode was um, let's get the funny people that we know and just put us all in a room and let's see what happens and. I think we were both so green at this that it would start and no one knew when to talk and it was like there there was fucking magic in that room too. Like Jared was there, Jeff was there and there was a lot of like, oh, what should we say now? And that was, I feel like if we did that right now, we'd actually be be able to execute it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why I want to do a second second one and see how far we've come. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just laughed just because that's the first time you've used the word come, um, the homonym come, C-O-M-E, on this podcast. Probably. Yeah. Um, so that was some fucking heavy gloating. 
feels good. Need to get it off my chest. Uh, I just want you guys to know that what kind of fucking magic you're dealing with here. Uh, we have we've got some topics we need to get to, um, but this is some uncharted territory because we've got a little bitch of the week warning. That's an important warning. On a Monday. And it's one that I never thought would come. I never thought it's twice in a row yeah, for wow. you. Yeah. Um, Heading in a new direction. Never thought would occur is the way you would usually say that. <laughs> um, so say who the, the warning goes to. Hey, John Feidelberg, you got a little bitch of the week warning. You First are on watch. Won. You are on watch, John. And uh, the reason is after the, the uh, Sunday Night Football game, Cardinals-Patriots, Feidelberg tweeted that he doesn't get why people go into people's Twitter closets and retweet old tweets. And then he started actively making fun of it. And Feidelberg informs what's cool for me. If Feidelberg says something, I'm like, I'm down. Just like, I'll follow you to the end of the earth. I won't jump where you jump. I'll jump from a slightly lower area, but I'll follow you. Just let me live your life. But no. That was his second bad take of the night, too, because he said that the Sunday Night Football intro theme song was a good one. Uh, Which yeah. you agreed with. No, so I agreed with loving its existence. Big difference. All Carrie Underwood Sunday Night Football songs are fucking horrible. They sound like... I, I'm going to make this analogy twice because I think it's perfect. It sounds like if when you're in middle school and you have to do like a video project and you like you're given the option to do a song and you know you're like if we do a song we're going they're going to give us a good grade because you got to put yourself out there to do a song right. and it's just like some fucking basic ass rhymes zero bars in the fucking whole thing really really white shit sounds like it was written by a 7th grader that's what this Carrie Underwood song is. So I love that it's. I'm so fucking happy that it ex- exists. It's well, I th- well, I think that it's one of her actual songs, but it's like rewritten in the style of Sunday Night That's Football. That's right. Oh, I yeah. I. Uh, so I think that that was like a foregone conclusion. If you're turning one, an actual song into a Sunday Night Football theme song, is there's going to be some really terrible, terrible lines, terrible rhymes. It's like when they do a song and when they um, re-record a song in Spanish. You know? Oh my god, that's <laughs> like that's awesome! I love when I love when songs do that. Yeah, that's uh, why I like Shakira is my favorite artist because she records every song twice. Is uh, are they? But she's like a she's like Moo, right? She starts with English, right? She's uh, like she's she's obviously a primary speaker of a different language, but I think that she writes and does yeah, her music so. primarily yeah. English. That would be some shit if we found out. It's like, nah, man, you're, you're getting sloppy seconds. <laughs> right. like, that's, not, that's not what these words mean. Um, I, I also just like listening to... You can only have a couple artists because then you, you become really snobby, but uh, artists who do shit in their own languages, like, you know, Juanes? Juanes is great. You, you know the song... Volver Taver? Or whatever. Are <laughs> How do you say it? Bad uh, Spanish. Not great. Uh, you know La Camisa Negra? Yep. So that means... Um, My black t-shirt. It means like I've got a black shirt or something, or I've got a black sweater, and... Um, my cousin's uh, like best friend is from... I don't want to guess the wrong place, but um, she's a Spanish speaker, and 
she knows all about Juanes and everything, and that's slang. It's he's that song is about a condom. Really? Yeah. And wow. <laughs> so like Tengo la camisa negra is uh like I have a black shirt, whatever. So he it's just a song being like, I got this condom or something. <laughs> so uh lots of street cred <laughs> for for Juanes. Um, what else? The, he, what's that song? Adios Lapido? I don't know. I haven't heard that one. Uh, the only songs that I know by Juanes, I think, are uh, Volveta Ver and, uh, and La Camisa Negra. He's a, both bangers. He's a really good guitarist. Like his, he, I, I don't know why you would ever, ever sing about having a condo. It's not like a bad, it's not a badass thing to, to sing about. That's not like, uh, that's not an icebreaker that you ever use. <laughs> no. Like... I got this condom, not to brag. I also saw uh, last night during the football game, uh, there's, they sell Viagra in one packs now. <laughs> Seems like a really weird thing. Why would anybody want to buy a one pack of Viagra? It, like, have a little self-confidence. Right. Be like, I, I might have sex more than once. It comes in a... Uh, it comes in a... Um, it's like free thing that comes in a box of just for men. What like a free sampler of of Viagra? It's like oh, you're gonna oh, yeah. use that. You're gonna need this right after you shave. Yeah. Um, back when I uh, so I did same places where Katie Nolan did it. I did some comedy classes after uh, like when I was in my early twenties during the lockout when I was bored uh, at uh, Improv Boston. They were super fun, and I don't think I came up with that many jokes, but I thought a really funny one was uh, like. Like, there's no worse feeling than when you buy condoms and hold on to the receipt. Like, <laughs> like I might not, like, I, I might not need these. Uh, that was kind of That's a bar. Pretty good, pretty good one. Yeah, pretty like good that. joke. Just, uh, but yeah, like 10 minute stand up set, 10 second stand up sets uh, aren't favorable. So uh, I just got out of that. Can you imagine just like have, holding on to like a one pack of iron and be like, hopefully I get to use this baby at some <laughs> just, point? Like, going to the club, like flashing <laughs> it like it's Coke or something. Um, yeah, so uh, the overall th- uh, point there was watch out, Feidelberg. <laughs> don't, uh, don't knock. Uh, the, oh yeah, the, I want I want to get back to that. Yeah, now. the I, digging I, up old. Is this me? Is my computer making noises? That was her, and this is me. Shouts dream. Remember that song? No. They had two songs. Uh, oh no, this is my. This is actually my my alarm. <laughs> this is how early oh. it is. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to get back to that. Uh, I think that it's hilarious when people dig up old tweets. Like I realize that it's yeah. it, that really like in the grand scheme of things, it's not that funny. Like you're just digging up tweets from in the case of jimmy garoppolo like he, he was probably like in high school right or yeah early college and yeah people were digging up tweets and of course they were dumb yeah if you went back and grabbed your tweets from from high school or, or college or whatever we all realized that they'd be dumb but like if out of grabbed con- our tweets from six <laughs> months ago very true uh but just i feel like out of context tweets are hilarious yeah um like the, like like when Aaron Hernandez went she was sentenced oh, to like well, life in prison best. life in prison and then I'd wake up in the morning and people would be like retweeting like have a good morning everybody <laughs> Jeff would uh Jeff would do a lot of quote tweets on uh Aaron Hernandez yeah, it's like what Happy y'all Friday. got for Labor Day <laughs> yeah. Happy Friday Jeff would be like thanks yeah um I don't I 
I may be wrong. Uh, I think Jeff was actually a pioneer of that. Oh, I think so, yeah. And that's a thing that's totally believable. It's like a super popular thing to do on Twitter now is to dig up people's old tweets. I think the first instance that I saw that, and I think we both spent a lot of fucking time on Twitter, the first time I saw that was Jeff doing that to Aaron Hernandez. So he may have been a, a trendsetter there. Um, yes, I, I think Jeff would agree. John needs to slow his fucking roll a little bit. Yeah, that was... I don't I don't like to... I disagreed with one of your takes yesterday, and I didn't like it. Which one was it? Like, I, I just don't like the oh, feeling the, of yeah, the people person. that you're usually on the same page with being like, nah, we got it in... What was it, the unsportsmanlike conduct? Yeah, you uh, you took it out on the refs uh, instead of the the league. I mean, ultimately, ultimately it falls on the refs to, to make the calls. Yeah, I will. I, I want them to never make that call at all. Like, so I want them the to call risk that we're talking about is, fired. is a, a big team scored a touchdown yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, and it was like a game winner, game tire, something yeah, like game that. Game tire, and the the guy threw the football up in the air like excitedly, and they yeah. called it unsportsmanlike conduct. And he did him. a uh, he uh, did, did a the throw, throw gesture. Flash? Yeah, uh, well, I yeah. didn't see that. Uh, so, like, I hate when refs call penalties for unsportsmanlike conduct, excessive celebrations on like big moments in the game. Like that is the that's so infuriating and so stupid and so pointless. I agree. Um but what I compared it to was pulling over I didn't a, like your analogy. I thought that was such a good analogy. I didn't like really? It. Yeah. So I compared it to pulling over a uh red convertible. No, you know what would be the the better analogy is like pulling over somebody for speeding when they're going to the hospital or like or in labor or something like that it's like you obviously you're going to speed your wife is in labor is obviously you're going to celebrate the the touchdown you just you just went ahead or tied the game or something like that you know you're breaking the law but you have a pretty good reason for it yeah my contention is that is when the ref is looking for it the most and i i again I hate the existence they of the rule. They shouldn't be looking My for it the most there. My favorite sports moments are when somebody does something great and sp- uh, spikes the football, so to speak, you know, and just totally overdoes it. Um, we, on the Christmas episode of, or like the Christmas Eve episode thing that we did uh, on EEI, David Price was on and we were talking about, because he doesn't, he doesn't like big excessive celebrations and um i don't know if it was when he was on or after but i was saying like my favorite sports moment is when Derek lowe struck out i think it was terrence long uh to end a series and then did a fucking suck it gesture right <laughs> in his face i like my favorite sports moments are when someone wins and then shows that they Sportsman, likewise, and like, because everyone's like, "Oh, be a sportsman, like, have some gamesmanship, and be a, a fair sport." Like, no, you won, <laughs> so like, go make fun of the loser now it's because like that guy lost. Where it's like, we love making fun of bros and making fun of like douchebags or whatever. Yeah, it's it's just like it's fun to to mock them and throw it back in their face, and it's it's fun for for athletes to be like, "Fuck your sportsmanship, I'm shoving this down your throat." Right? Yeah, who are you gonna tell? Why are you gonna? T- I, you didn't win. Not ta- I'm the they're one. Not, <laughs> they're not taking this win back from us. So right, fucking here's this crotch chop right in your face. And honestly, I like the i. <laughs> I like the idea 
Now, now I'm talking myself into liking the call because the players know what's coming too. They're like, "Oh, flag us 15 yards on the fucking kickoff. See what I see? What I care? Here's my wiener." Like, I, I love that shit. I think that I, I was a huge Chad Johnson fan. I loved the uh, the dear NFL. Please don't find me. I thought it was just mwah. I that was such a fucking great moment. I thought it'd, I think it'd be great if if somebody got a flag and they were like, "Well, you already gave me 15 yards. Here's my dick." Right? <laughs> something yeah. like that. Yeah, do like a double jeopardy thing. Yeah, I'd be like, you can't penalize it twice, <laughs> which they absolutely can. <laughs> but just be like, I'm within my rights here. You've already thrown the flag. Wiener time. Um, that like one of my one of my favorite hockey moments recently. This shows what a, what kind of fucking sports fan I am. My favorite thing about sports is when athletes are assholes to each other uh, and just show a total lack of class. Uh, when Max Pacioretty scored the game winning goal in overtime against the Bruins, when he was a relative unknown, I think it was his rookie year or his second year. It was twenty ten eleven. He scored a game winning goal against the Bruins in overtime, and like after he shot it and it went in he, he happened to be skating by Chara anyway and he celebrated by just shoving Chara <laughs> like get the fuck out of my face bitch uh, that was such a funny thing because obviously Chara if he wanted to could fucking kill that person he almost did and you could accidentally or otherwise I truly not to make this about sports I don't think Chara was trying to no, hurt him neither. yeah um, but as I mean Andrew Ferentz would say it all the time like when you talk about fighting and hockey and everything you have to factor in that when chara fights which obviously became less and less over the the course of his career doesn't kill people if he wants yeah like he made a choice every time he fought like okay i'm not going to kill this person and pacioretty was just like you lost you fucking loser and threw a fucking shove in his face so those are the sports moments that i love um speaking of sports moments that we love uh we're unfortunately gonna have to be men for a little bit and talk about how much we just love Sundays and the big game. Um, you had the idea for a an, another fantasy draft uh, of NFL Sunday type things. Uh, do you want to go first overall? I don't like where I'm going with my first overall pick, but I'm I'm going with it anyway because okay. uh, I feel like it's it's become necessary. Uh, my first overall pick is red zone. Ah, uh, I have conflicting theories on or, or opinions on red zone. Okay, um, I'll tell you before you jump into it. Yeah, I was hoping it would fall to two. Okay, yeah. I was gonna that that You're was gonna, gonna be my it? first overall pick. Okay, um, so my thoughts on red zone are just that I you don't get the full football experience. You get kind of a headache when you watch red zone. It's a lot of jumping back and forth. You don't get to like invest in any any game really. I like the aspect of sports where, you know, you follow the game the entire time. It builds up and you kind of you don't get like the, the gratification and the payoff. Right. From Red Zone. Red it's, Zone waters down the drama. Right. Like, uh, which is funny because all you're seeing is, in drama. It is drama. But it just makes the value. But you're not of, invested in any of the games that it goes to. Right. Because you haven't been watching them the whole time. Right. So it's 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 different than watching sports. Than the typical sports experience, but that being said, it's so necessary on Sundays. Yeah, I was going to phrase it uh, red zone and not Sunday ticket because uh, quick note on Sunday ticket, Directv is just fucking slow as balls. It's behind on everything. 
my friend's a Bills fan. I'll see something on Red Zone and I'll text him like, ah, shady or something. And I'll be like, I'll see it in nine minutes. Because, <laughs> so yeah, DirecTV is just slow. Um, this episode, by the way, brought to you by DirecTV. <laughs> uh, I was actually just going to say, I was like, I guess we can write them off as a potential sponsor. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I, uh, I just feel like you're either watching uh, the... Fox and NB and uh, CBS games, or you're doing Red Zone, like right. one or the other. I I feel like I couldn't flip around to six or seven games, you know. Yeah, and I don't think anybody's choosing watching Red Zone over watching their favorite team, like their full game. Exactly. But I think if you're not invested in any of the other games, then Red Zone is an awesome, awesome alternative. And there are very there are a lot of times where I just have no interest in watching whatever game is on. What do you think of Scott Hansen? I think he's awesome. Yeah, I do too. I uh, like, I'm rooting for him the entire time. I want him to. Every now and then, he'll have like a cool little thing that he works in, and I'm like, ah, oh, man. When you think he, this guy's flying a million miles an hour, and he still was able to sneak in a cool little thing, good for you, Scott Hansen. Right. I would like for him to narrate or um, do play-by-play of other things that are, are like, marathons. Like, I would love for there to be, like, a cop's red zone channel. Yeah. <laughs> and just okay. for him to just be like, and here we got this guy, and we're cutting in here, and this dude's getting pulled over for uh, potential possession, and we'll see where it goes. <laughs> you know what's a great uh, move that red zone does is uh, having the two, when they've got uh, the picture-in-picture going, yeah. and he's... Uh, and he, I, I think it's just really up to him. He's like, wh- which one of these things do I think is cooler? Which yeah. one am I going to talk about? Can't have two of me at once. Uh, talk about like a high stress job, and he kills it. I was well, I, so I sat in front of the TV with my cousin for like six hours, just watching Red Zone. We we're like, this guy works one day a week, but he's got to make all those hours count. If he has like a bad performance, then he had a shitty work week. I want to see. I want to see like a. They should do a week where they go like behind the scenes and they go to the to like the tech room mm-hmm. or the uh, the control room yeah. and see how fucking stressed out those people in the control room are. Yeah, where they're just like, what game do we need to put on right now? They've done a million fucking things on the uh, on the like Department of Player Safety offices right. in the NHL. Like that story's been done a billion fucking times on TV and in print. I would love for one of those stories to be dedicated to the red zone situation right because that's a lot more exciting for me um second overall uh i guess i'm gonna have to reach but i'm gonna feel good about it uh this is a surprise pick i'm going to mirab kula i didn't feel <laughs> great about it a couple days ago when i made that my fantasy football team name but i will say i love it i've got a small little legion of people uh on twitter who like that uh, I've brought the word cool back. And I don't really know, to be honest, if you brought the word cool back. Have you heard anyone say cool recently? Yeah. So there's your answer. Well, I it's heard back. Like, recently before you decided on Amir Abkula. I feel like, I've, I, I don't I feel like, like your timeline may be just like a little <laughs> off, but I, I don't <laughs> feel like I ever stopped using the word cool. So maybe I'm responsible for Amir Abkula. Was, was that like a. That, yeah, that was like a, a, a buzz thing. Like, is. Like is is cool coming back? Is that when you were hearing it? No, I mean I've n- I've never stopped using cool. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that like you were saying cool for a while, then it it wasn't brought back yet, and then you probably heard people saying like is 
is he bringing cool back is so i'm is, directly is, is, is responsible for bringing cool is back. he no he, he is like that man he is me so i feel like you were in a lot of conversations where people are maybe wondering like you know you know dj is he bringing cool back and you're hearing cool all the time and now cool's back and i'm just i think the timing's right because people are saying it again now sure I, for using that, if you're using your first overall pick on that or first round pick on that, I like where I like where my draft is headed. <laughs> uh, all right, but uh, I've I've tweeted the my art for Amir Abkula maybe a thousand times, which feeds into my second pick. But go ahead. Uh, second pick is uh, food bring bought br- food being brought to you. <laughs> on on Sundays, you're like the 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 700 pound person who needs like someone to basically right. take care of them. R- right. Yeah. There was like just to be able to sit on the couch and like, oh, fuck, I'm hungry. I should do something <laughs> about this, and then not have to do anything about it because yeah. it gets brought to you. Yeah, that's uh, that's a worthy second pick. This is gonna be the most fucking guy question ever and i hate myself for asking it but wings or pizza uh wings during pizza, football season pizza uh I, in mostly any other situation i will say pizza like yeah. pizza over wings anytime but wings during football season uh gotta have it okay um i'll say this i don't want to i'm gonna jump onto your pick um and not count it as my pick the uh the Doritos that are the what are they? Not the, Doritos the, guy. The, the sweet chili ones, the spicy chili ones. I don't know. Basically, the ones that aren't Cool Ranch <laughs> or the nacho cheesy or whatever. Uh, the kind in the purple bag. That's that shit that you want. I'm so, not a Doritos guy. Uh, I'm a like a special occasion kind of. That was, Tre- that treat was, yourself. That was my my Jin Yang voice. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of like special occasion <laughs> Doritos guy. Um, but those are the kind I go with. Uh, my second pick is uh, running jokes into the ground because everyone is that a football season thing. Because I think you're, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. any time of season thing for that's, you. Yeah, well, I think it's a anytime. So this might uh, come as a surprise or whatever because we, we both tweet a, a lot. But I'm I don't often just sit in front of Twitter. I th- it drives me fucking crazy and. I just feel like it's like all I do. So yeah, I, I, I'm I'm jealous. Like you, you've got that. You've got that gene, man. Um, but football games are when my computer is up in front of me, and I've got uh, the fantasy football game cast thing and Twitter. Those are the only two things I have up. So that's the one time a week where I'm just sitting in front of Twitter all day. So making the same joke over and over again for multiple hours I think is great because you just assume that everyone's sitting there with you which they definitely aren't so people check in sporadically and they're like is this not refreshing or something this guy just made like I used uh, the I used the Kendrick Lamar uh, begging Lil Wayne to not retire video uh, it's just you him use that so many times screaming yesterday. no and it's it's the greatest video ever because a Kendrick Lamar is drunk and you don't often find footage of Kendrick Lamar, not like super wise and super grounded and super like eloquent. So a video of him just being like, nah, no, no is fucking perfect. So 
I texted you. I was like, can't wait for a team to do something dumb. I've got a video ready. And then, like, a team didn't do something dumb yet, so I just shot my wad anyway. I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to tweet this video because I think it's funny. And I tweeted it all day. I don't think anyone particularly cared for it, but I was tickled. So, good for you. It's not about you guys. It's uh, about me. My third pick, third and final pick for me, um, I'm going with a good setup. Because What's that? A good setup is like a comfortable seat, uh, oh, okay. a, a nice blanket, uh, maybe a TV tray or something where you can lay your belongings or whatever. We're and too fucking young for TV trays, dude. I, I disagree. I, I had one yesterday TV, and it was fucking lit. TV trays. That's, that's some like end of your life shit. <laughs> So I have one that it's basically like the one that I have. Uh, it tucks under the 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 sofa and basically like comes over the sofa. So like if you're lying on the couch, it'll be like directly over you, like a hospital bed. <laughs> it is the best thing in the world. So I don't you, have to move at all. You seriously are that like super immobile obese oh, that, person. Oh my god. Have you listened to my third three picks? It's Red Zone having food brought to you and a good setup. Let me just ask you this question. This is taking me to a different topic. Do you do much cardio? No. Yeah. Like, you, <laughs> you, 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 you're basically like veal. Like you don't you just find ways to never have to move and yes i don't think that's that's not a good comparison because i think that veal would like to move they're not really allowed to it's just like stay there till don't develop any tissue or anything we we need to kill you soon um i do i even have a third pick um oh i'd put the new sunday night song as uh one of my picks just because i like um I we we've got it's it's the Twitter equivalent of a group thread, um, you know, like on your phone when you have right, like yeah. a, gr- a group thread. Um, we've got one that's you, me, uh, Katie, and uh, Lozo, and Feidelberg jumped into it yesterday with the. Take. I hope he stays. And I think it's funny that that's happened because Twitter just te- logistically you can't do that on Twitter. There's, right. not, there's a set number <laughs> of characters. Nobody wants to see people. Well, yeah, right. Like, it's hard to have a conversation. Our responses are, like, I had a two-sentence response to something, and I had to break it up into, like, three tweets. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, I mean, nobody wants to see, unless it's, like, a really banger conversation, nobody wants to see people on their timeline having a full conversation about something that they do not care about. Right. And we, the four of us were talking about the new Sunday Night Football song for like a good half an hour. I just think it's really funny that every Sunday night we're like, hey guys, <laughs> about it's that a, time. It's a real dumb thing to get excited about. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think any of us are excited about Sunday Night Football as much as we are about uh, Katie and Ollie potentially about keeping shitting that, on my that life. conversation <laughs> going. Right. Because Katie's the fucking wild card in there. Yeah. Uh, she's going to, like, we'll all be, we all, like, take jabs at each other. Um, anything involving Lozo is bound to have some jabs, but right. she's the one with a fucking grenade launcher. Oh, yeah. She's, it's, I, it's terrifying to, to make fun of her or go at her because... I saw that you were, like, you, you, I, you uh, sided with her uh, pretty quickly. Very quickly and very clearly. I was like, good point. <laughs> Great stuff, Katie. Big fan. <laughs> Please be nice. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, honorable mention on, on my part, uh, fall beers. Fall beers are okay once football season starts. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Like I, I think we've discussed this. Uh, I'm not a big pumpkin guy, Ugh. but I'll do pumpkin beer. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not pumpkin beer. It's like spice beer. Uh, right. Uh, shipyard is great, and so is pumpkin. I've recently come around on pumpkin yeah. as being like the best pumpkin beer. Nice. Um, let's talk about some Hell or High Water because I saw it. Um, I, I, did, I didn't even know what to do with myself because Chris Pine is so attractive in that movie. I'm not a big I'm not a big Chris Pine guy as far as looks or I, or really anything. I think that I that think was that some he's like very forgettable. Oh no, I think that that was a male 500 days of summer situation. I well I think that I do un, I do understand that a lot of people find Chris Pine like absurdly attractive. Yeah. And if we do a Hot Guys and Weatherman part 2, which I'm hoping that we do at some point, uh he's going to fall on my overrated list. Oh, that's crazy. Um what about Jeff Bridges? He's he's got it going on. <laughs> oh yeah, he's more in my alley. Um, why? He did take his shirt off in that movie, and he wasn't as fat as I expected. Yeah, he's got the. I mean, he's old, so you just like a lot of sag. Going <laughs> right. On. It's he's got like the old man body that like he. You could tell that he used to be in shape, and it just kind of gravity just defeated him. I'm not going to look it up because I've looked up this guy's name a million fucking times and I just, I'm not going to know it. I'm never going to remember it. Uh, the guy who plays Chris Pine's brother in Hell or High ben Water. Ben Foster. Ben Foster, yes. Uh, he, lo- his, speaking of looks, that guy packed on some some pasta oh, yeah. for it. Um, yeah. And I feel like that's the way he should look. He should look like a drunk Texan guy um, because that, that, suited, that role suited him well. His, he his, plays the fuck up so well. Oh yeah, he really does. Uh, his his accent was like a little over the top. Yeah, but uh, he yeah he really nailed that role and just like as just like a really deplorable human being, but at the same time with good intentions. Uh, let's let's spoil this. I thought that uh, it's funny that um, Chris Pine's character was kind of the protagonist or the guy that you're rooting for. You you hope it all works out for him, uh, but. He's the one that's killing people. Yeah, he's he's he, he's the whole driving force. Yeah, behind the entire thing. But he's the but when when shit goes awry and they end up killing a couple people, he's the guy that kills people. And you're like, man, I just I just hope that he doesn't Is have he? to go to jail. Yeah, in the bank when uh, they go to the bank, that's all oh, right because the other guy's behind the counter. Right, um, and someone has a gun, so Chris Pine kills two people, and you're still like. Yeah, but maybe those people cheated on their wives or something. So, um, but yeah, it was it it was the rare movie where I didn't love it, but I wanted it to be longer. Uh, I think that that would have remedied its issues. They um, when shit goes down, I feel like it's the scenes are supposed to be heavy, but they don't feel heavy because you're not invested in any of the characters really the only character that you're invested in is chris pine and for me at least it was only because he looked like chris pine and i was like i just want this guy to have everything in the world i just wanted to be taken care of wanted to be rich i think that the only thing that needed was uh maybe like a scene or two more between the brothers where like they established the identities and established them as characters more right and kind of established the bond yeah because 
it was very conceivable that they maybe had a time in their life where they didn't speak to each other where right. the the older brother was the bigger fuck up and uh the younger brother because it, they're starting out robbing banks together and the very first scene is just them going into a bank right and you get the it's it's made clear that chris pine's character didn't used to do shit like this right. and it's assumed that the other one did the ben sherman guy ben sherman Ben Foster. Ben Foster. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed yeah. it. Uh, so Alpha Dog guy. I think that they need one more scene where, one or two more scenes where, uh, kind of heavy, kind of establishing that maybe Ben Foster's character is not like has a good side to him because you because spoiler alert he dies yeah and you don't really care that much when he dies yeah uh, because it's like all the scenes. Where he's in it, he's just like a douche, pretty much, with the exception of maybe one or two. Yeah, and it's just like there are no, no, there aren't a lot of scenes where it's just like them being brothers. I'll say that as bank robbing movies go, it's a thousand times better than The Place Beyond the Pines. Oh my god, for sure. And I'll take Gosling over any of these motherfuckers uh, any day of the week. Right. Uh, I do you think it was better than The Town? Uh, ooh, um, good question. Uh, no, I would say the town's better. I think the town has more, uh, more depth. Yeah. But I, I, I like the way Hell or High Water was presented better than the town. I just think that John Hamm is, brings so much more in the town than Jeff Bridges, because they basically play each other's characters, um, in their respective movies. I think that John Hamm's character, um... You're like rooting for John Hamm's character in a lot of ways in the right. town, and the Jeff Bridges character. It's like, man, why can't you just fucking why retire? Can't you just retire? And let these, yeah, yeah. And let these guys get away with it. Um, yeah, I do. One of the things that I that I that I love about Hell or High Water and most movies is that when there's a death in the movie, it's quick. Yeah, like I love when I love when that happens, where it's not like this whole dramatic thing. Because most of the time. It, Life is like that. That's Something why you just fucking die. is the best episode of Breaking Bad because Hank's death is they don't even give it a second thought. Right. They don't let him finish his sentence. They just fucking kill him. And then within three seconds, they're on to the next problem. Um, 24 did that to a degree, but uh, nobody did that shit better than Breaking Bad. Um, I also saw Sully. Oh, you did? Yeah. How was that? It was... I didn't expect to love it, and I didn't love it. So it, it, wasn't, it wasn't that great. It was, um, when I left, uh, I, I said, just okay for me. The, I, I say that sometimes, like, uh, what's his face? Randy Jackson from... Uh, <laughs> American Idol? Remember? Yeah, you know when he used to say, It was just say, okay like, for me. It was just okay for me. Like, yeah. I, I say, I, that's what I said. Um, <laughs> is it very Tom Hanks-driven? Yeah, um, and I love Tom Hanks. Tom yeah. Hanks is like... You are my number one, but um, <laughs> was that Smash Mouth? Um, yeah, it was okay. They they show the scene where they land the, or they get into the trouble and have to land the plane. Like they show it in its entirety twice with nothing different. Really? And I'm like, that's a little guys. Who's editing this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Party already happened, you freaks. Um, we well, already know what happened. So. Yeah, right. It was uh, it was okay. Uh, Michael Malley 
uh, was good oh, in it. I love that guy. I was thinking we should try to get him on. He's I'm a UNH down. guy. Yeah. And um, he seems like a, a cool seemed, dude. Yeah. Like I've I've cool I've like guts. covered a lot of events that he's just been at because he's a guy that does events and shit. So maybe he'd be a cool guy to have on. Um, uh, what's her face from Anna Gunn from Breaking Bad Ooh, is in it. Nice. And since I'm watching The Wire, I was delighted to see that Frank Sabatka is in it. Oh, really? And all he does the entire movie is sit there with a frustrated scowl, scowl on <laughs> nice. his face. Exactly. And I'm like, oh. But there's a guy that you want to sit and scowl in your movie. It's Frank Sabatka. Right. When they reached out to him, like, he didn't have to audition for that role. Yeah. When they reached so out to him. We saw you on The Wire, and we just want you to look angry. So I don't think that guy gets too much work, but I feel like when people want to hire him, he makes a ton of money. Because he's like, you wouldn't be reaching out to me if you didn't know you needed the best fucking scowl, the best frustrated, what am I going to do, white guy scowl. So that like, he probably made like $4 million on that movie. By the way, uh, since you just started The line. Wire, since you just started The Wire, have you caught on to that, the Toyota Prius commercial with the, the entire Sabotka family in season two? In the Toyota Prius? No. There's like a new Prius commercial where they're like running from the cops. Really? And yeah, they're all, it's like Frank, uh, Nick, Ziggy in the back. Ooh. And they're all like driving away from the police and it's a pretty funny commercial. I'll say that I finally get, and it's not like I didn't believe that these people weren't in the wire, um, but, uh, or that I didn't believe these people were in the wire. Everyone refers to everybody as the person from the, from wire, the wire, and yeah. I fucking hate it. Well, because it's because you never watched it. I'm like, it. I don't know this. I don't speak this fucking language. Um, but now that's going to be you. Everybody is in the wire. Right. Like, the, like, Ziggy, for me, was the guy from How to Make It in America. And now, now I have changed. to be like that. Yeah. yeah now mm-hmm. I have to be like, oh, the guy from The Wire. Yep. Uh, when I don't know uh, Ben Foster's name anymore, I'm just going to guess. I'm only on season four. I'm going to guess he pops in at some point. And I'm going <laughs> to refer a- to him as the guy from The Wire. He'll be like, oh, right. Um, uh, I will say the guy, the guy from the night of the the Bodie, he was in the night of. Yes, right. And it's been like thirty years, and he's still yeah. like, hey, Bodie from the Wire, right? Um, that frustration uh, is has what's his face popped up yet? Um, Dwayne Reed. If I'm on se- the beginning of season four, Dwayne Reed is Dwayne Reed not in the Wire? No, Michael K. Williams is. Oh yeah, I know that. Somebody had said. Uh, Maybe I, they just got it wrong, but it they was, said, like, the guy on the street, and I was like, oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah Bodie. And they're yeah. like, no, yeah, the other guy. Oh, uh, no. But, yeah, yeah, so that guy wasn't in it? I don't think so. Because I've been looking for him. But every, it's, it's a bunch of Walking Dead people. Right. The guy who plays fucking Gabriel. Well, Walking Dead pulls from the wire. Yes. I owe the guy who plays Gabriel a massive apology because he's fucking awesome in the wire. Oh, yeah. And he sucks <laughs> on the Walking yep. Dead, which yeah. I should... I should know who to blame there. <laughs> like it's it's that's yeah. that's a, the Walking Dead problem. That's not them. Um, I will say I Cuddy's Cuddy's awesome, Cuddy's awesome. Yeah, and he wasn't that great. And he was pretty good in the Walking Dead though. Like, but not great. Yeah, Cuddy's another guy who you're rooting for. Uh, like he he kills a child in The Wire, yeah. and you're like, man, fingers crossed for this guy. <laughs> um, I, I love it though. I'm taking a little bit of a break though. I went through seasons one through three in like two weeks so I'm um, still got some good stuff ahead of you yeah uh, I know that people said season two was very polarizing I liked season two more than I liked season three 
I didn't wow. love season two as it was happening, but as the days went on after it, I was like, you know, I kind of miss I miss Frank. It's got a, it's got its own it's got ass. its own identity. I will yes. give it that. It yeah. moves a little too slow for me. Yeah, um, I would. Just, I mean, you're just waiting, and you also miss the 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 dynamic of season one and a lot of the characters, and they're kind of pushed to the back the back burner yeah, in so season two. It's funny. I couldn't really get into it for so many attempts watching the show and my favorite season so far is season one. Yeah. I, I, I think season one is like probably my favorite. Best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's great. So uh, I, w- I guess I'll say please don't spoil it for me but <laughs> we just spoiled I know the, I, water. We spoiled everything on this show. So. I know the rules of this game. Right. I, uh, I play it willingly but uh, I accidentally looked up something from the wire, and you yeah, can't. You don't do want to do that. No, I looked up something about uh, that was D'Angelo one of the first. That was one of the first things that was told to me when I started watching that show. It was if like you're confused, just just too bad. It was like don't don't look anything up, don't read anything. There are so many spoilers spoilers everywhere. I'm glad I didn't know that they killed Stringer, which was great. When that nice. happened, I was jacked up. Yeah. Um, I it was again like they they did it like it was nothing. He got cornered and he got fucking killed because he had it coming. Yep. Um, but D'Angelo, I looked I looked up something about somebody else, and on Wikipedia there was a uh, like a hierarchy of the crime family, mm-hmm. and it said like part of it I just saw out of the corner of my eye like uh, D'Angelo Barksdale in parentheses incarcerated slash deceased. I was like motherfucker. <laughs> so. I knew that he was going to fucking die, so that sucked. But you know what? We're all going to die, and that's what season two is all about. Yeah.